All right, guys, good evening, and welcome to this um, tough Wednesday night's Instant Reaction podcast. Before we get into it, we are brought to you by Carl Chevrolet. Carl Chevrolet of Stewart are having their same-day sale, trying to better serve Iowans, no matter where you live. It's coming up on Saturday. One day, one price. All vehicles on the lot are tagged with one low sale price. Over 2,000 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from. As you come into the dealership, they're going to valet your car, and you won't even have to find a place to park. Fantastic. Extra stuff on hand the entire day. They've got the finance, details, sales, accessories. They're going to make it one of the great car buying experiences of your life. Up to 23% off new Chevy models. A lot of models that will qualify for 0% over 72 months. So check that out. That's coming up on Saturday. One day, one price at both Carl Chevrolet locations. All right. um, Boy, y'all know. Here's the deal. This is where it gets tough in a spot like this where um, you all saw that game. And it was bad. 95, or excuse me, 90-75 was the final. And it's been a bad day in general, I think, for Iowa State basketball. I mean, first of all, we'll start with what happened on the court. I mean, just another night where Iowa State allows an opponent to just go off from three-point range. Uh, West Virginia... Entered Wednesday the worst three-point shooting team in the conference. Shot almost 41% from the field tonight. Hit 11. Um, the you know the offensive rebounding thing is it's hor- it, you know what it reminds me of with football. It reminds me of when you have a really terrible rush defense and the other team can just you know run it right up the middle and get nine yards every time. We've all been there. It's just, um, I used this a few games ago, but a death by a thousand paper cuts type feel. It just raises your anxiety and it, at least that's how I feel. <laughs> uh, 18 offensive rebounds tonight for Iowa State, resulting in 21 second chance points for West Virginia. Um, I want to talk about the other stuff though, because the game, I feel like is kind of a side conversation right now. The... You know, the situation is um, we saw the the deal with Jacobson and Taylor Horton Tucker. Seemed like they were um, – you all saw the video. I mean, it's it's out there. If you haven't seen it, I tweeted it out right after it happened. Jacobson appeared to be upset with Horton Tucker for not running to the huddle with his teammates. Michael got into him pretty good. Um, Steve Prome spoke with Travis Hines and Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register after the game about the dust-up in practice earlier this week. Um, I want to I want to read you exact quotes there, though, just so I can you know be accurate with what I'm saying. Um, Prome, I'm reading from Travis Hines. Twitter feed right now. Prome said that there was a 
physical practice and it, quote, carried over. Prom said that there was a hard foul in transition. Some guys got screened. Then it escalated. He wasn't sure. There, he, he, said, he said he wasn't there for the whole thing and wasn't sure if punches were thrown. Said Shayok's injury was a, quote, fluke regarding a door. Said that Shayok did not kick the door. Um, okay, I'll get to the other prom quotes in a minute. Um, let's dissect all that. Clearly just terrible optics for Iowa State basketball, and then you consider the losing streak that this team is on, and it makes everything a million times worse. So here's this is where I was at on the first of all, the practice deal I was I was kind of okay with the stuff that I was hearing because it doesn't you know, it does I've heard a description of what happened, at least from what I've heard, and people lie. So I, I clearly I wasn't there. You know, it didn't sound like a I'll, I'll say this, the body language and stuff on the floor the last few weeks has, has concerned me a lot more than what I heard about the practice. What I had heard about the practice, I was kind of like, well, you know, at least this team is showing some fire. Maybe this will be good for them. Well, you don't want it to carry over to a game uh, because then the whole world is watching. And that's what happened tonight with Jacobson and Taylor Horton Tucker. You know, when I saw that, I – I thought, well, you know, fans are probably going to like this. Jacobson, you know, Jacobson has a lot of flaws as a player. I've said most of the year that I thought that Cam Large should be, at the very least, splitting minutes with him, if not playing more. Um, nonetheless, uh, I, I do think most fans appreciate the way that Michael Jacobson goes about his business on the court. He is a pretty gritty dude. He has to be. Is an undersized five that lacks a ton of natural athleticism. He's not an elite jump shooter. He's just kind of a gritty dude. And I, I thought, and I think most fans were okay with him showing that fire. It, not Okay, some fans actually really liked it, I think. The problem is, it's March 6th. That's the stuff you want happening in the summer. That's the stuff that you want happening, you know, in October or November, like right when the season's starting to kind of set a tone for your team. And I don't know, you know, THT to me, like he's been pretty inconsistent down the stretch here, but he hasn't seemed like a problem to me on the floor. I, I think there's a lot of other guys out there who've got way worse body language than Taylor Horton Tucker. So I was a little surprised that it was between Jacobson and, and Taewin. Uh nonetheless, um, I was kind of like, you know, you it, it looks horrible. You don't want it to happen. I thought to myself, just in the moment, well, at least somebody's stepping up and kind of being the alpha out there and rallying the fellas and getting up in somebody. But the problem is it's March 6th, and you do it on national television, right? So, I mean, if you have to draw a line down the middle and pick a side, it's not a good look. <laughs> it's a major cause for concern. But again, that incident and the thing I'm hearing in practice is way less of a big deal to me than just the body language and everything that we've seen as far as urgency goes over the last two, two and a half weeks. I feel like it's all coming to a head. They're playing tight. 
they they're playing scared. Steve Prohm said after the game, this is his quote, we're not playing like men. Let's do another quote from Prohm. Again, this is from Travis Hines. He says, in my opinion, the outside world has kind of come in and gotten a hold of us a little bit. We've got to get it the heck out of here. What does that mean? Let's analyze it. I think it means a couple of things. I think one, um, I think people will automatically, because we're all selfish, human beings are selfish, we're automatically going to think of ourselves. What are we writing on Twitter? What are we writing on message boards? What are we, are we um, contributing to the negativity, et cetera? Yeah, I think that's part of it. But I don't think it's the most of it. I think that the outside world means it means everything from walking to class, hearing people talking about the team. That happens. Um, mom and dad, your AAU coach, your, um, you know, your buddies from back home, Twitter, everything, your girlfriend. That's how I interpreted that. I had one great tweet. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, whoever sent it to me, but the uh, NBA mock drafts, you know, how much time. You remember earlier in the year where THT, Halliburton, Wigginton, I think all three of those guys were in mock drafts at one point, and so was Wyler Babb, I think, like at the tail end. You know, how real is that? I think this is all stuff that is very real right now, and that's why, unfortunately, I'm at the point where I don't know. I don't know if this will be resurrected here. This isn't a deal where it's like, oh, we got to get better on transition defense. We'll clearly have to do that too. But you know, the difference between football and basketball, and really basketball and any other sport, you have to play as a team. Look at Drake. Uh, you guys, I don't know if you guys watched Drake at all. They are, you know, they lost their best player early in the year, right before the conference. They just lost their second or third best player, depending on where you put McGuinn. Um, and I still think that they have a chance to win the Valley Tournament. I think Loyola will do it, ultimately. But wh- why would I think that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Drake hasn't built their success off of individual talent and going out there and just being more talented than everybody else. Their success has come from playing better as a unit than most teams in that conference. It's apples and oranges. You can't compare Valley and Drake to the Big 12 and Iowa State. But my greater point is, when you are fractured as a team for one reason or another, it makes it really difficult to go and beat other, you know, those guys have scholarships too. West Virginia may have been 3-13 and 13 or whatever, they're all on scholarship playing for a Hall of Fame head coach, right? You can't just show up because you're, you know, a four-star guy and you were Mr. Basketball in your state last year and win. That's not how it works at the big boy level. And I think that there is a group. I do agree with Coach Prome on the not playing like men thing. I think they're playing like a bunch of individual boys. And because of that... And because of my earlier analysis on it, it's March 6th. Uh, Kansas City's next week. These are the problems that are supposed to be getting figured out in October. It's March 6th. 
Oh, and by the way, Texas Tech is coming to town on Saturday for Senior Day, and they're playing for a Big 12 championship. Let that sink in. Macro look. I had a couple of people tweet at me about being on the bubble and whatnot. Iowa State's in the tournament. You don't have to worry about that. But it goes back to what I started saying like a week ago. I don't want Iowa State to be this year's Oklahoma where, you know, you're a paper six seed or whatever where you're in there, but everybody's picking you to get upset because you're not playing like a team. And Trey Young fractured that team last year. And unfortunately, I think Iowa State is fractured right now. Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Last last but not least, um, on the Twitter thing, I think that fans really, uh, for the most part, are awesome. And Twitter's really good. Like We've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars on Cyclone Fanatic, much thanks to social media for different charities over the years, over the last 10 years. And it's so amazing for that cause. But I do think that I, I was talking to somebody in the athletic department earlier this week about this, about the pitfalls of it and how it really does harm student athletes and how student athletes now can, um, you know, they just, they see it now. They see everything now. I was talking to Jake Sullivan on my radio show and Jess Settles earlier this week about this very topic. And, you know, back when they were playing, they didn't see anything. They you know, the fans really didn't have any access to them. It was maybe, you know, at their media events or whatever, like where where it was to meet the fans, but they didn't have to deal with reactions that were so fresh and so harsh. And I had one member of the athletic department say to me this week, you know, he's he's like 90% of them are really great fans, but there's 10%. Some of the things that they will say to our student athletes, they're not fans. And don't be that guy. Don't be that gal. Um, everybody's upset. Everybody has a right to be frustrated and voice their opinion. That's what social media platforms are for. But you can do it in a way that's not crude, that's not mean-spirited. And that's all I wanted to say. And I, I don't know if that's what Steve Prohm was talking about with the outside world. I think it has more to do with AAU coaches and handlers and stuff like that, to be honest. But... Iowa State fans try and hold themselves to a high regard in most everything that they do. And being that I'm so active on Twitter, I'm so active on message boards, we try to keep things above the belt. And so I just felt like I felt like saying that tonight. Go ahead, (laughs) tweet something nasty at me if you want. That's fine. I can handle it. But don't don't tag the players. You know, just remember they're 18, they're 19. 20, whatever. Don't tag the players. That's all I'm asking. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks to Carl Chevrolet. Second One Fanatic Radio Show coming up tomorrow night, 6 on 1460 KXNO.